All right, hi everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Be Bold Podcast. Today I am joined by Transparency. I'm very excited. Hi guys. Hey. hey. We're excited to be here and we are so excited to support your new journey. And yes. we know that it's going to grow and blossom into something that is going to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love it. Thank you. Want <laughs> to introduce yourselves? Yes. Go ahead, LaSalle. Of course. Okay, so... Hi, everyone. My name is LaSalle, co-founder of Transparency. <laughs> hey, everybody. My name is LaSalle, co-founder of Transparency. <laughs> okay. And take two. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. I'll go, LaSalle. <laughs> okay. Hey, everybody. My name is Cynthia, and I am co-founder of Transparency. And currently, right now, I am getting my master's in social work, which I am so happy, even though there's a story behind that. And I am currently engaged and, you know, just prospering in other things to come. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I love to see it. Congratulations, too, on the engagement. Thank you. Yes. Yes. I want to hear more about school, but LaSalle? (laughs) Yes. So I'm LaSalle. I am currently getting my master's. At Rutgers University in public administration. Yes, yes. You see how we're trying to like balance it. She gets the administration part. I get the like clinical work. You know, blended together. That's great. <laughs> oh my god. So no, it's funny. Recently, um, I was accepted into the master's in public health program at Rutgers. Mm-hmm. At Rutgers New um, Newark. So I'm gonna start there this fall. Oh, oh congratulations! Awesome. Congratulations! Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Prospering out here. Rutgers okay. seems to be that place. So, Girl, yeah, I'm super, super excited. Place. And we're all at Rutgers North, so we're going to see you. Yes. Hopefully, yes. we we'll pass these online classes. You know? Oh, man. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, the remote learning. But I mean, talking about that, how have you guys been doing with um, everything we're that's going, going on? on the I was just telling, like, what I tell people most of the times is that um, I am not happy about corona obviously because it has birthed out like different things in terms of people dying and sickness and stuff like that but at the same time i do feel like because of the pause it has helped people to be creative and bold in areas that maybe they didn't have time for before so Mm -hmm. if you really do sit down a lot of people either they cut their hair and they turn it natural now or you know they're (laughs) businesses, whatever it may be, they're kind of growing into themselves because people have time to really look at themselves in the mirror and appreciate who they are and where they want to go. No, that's so true. There was um, a meme I saw actually that was, um, I thought 2020 was going to be the year I get everything I want, but mm-hmm. it ended up being the year you appreciate everything that you have. Yes, mm. yes, yeah. yes. I did see that. And it's, it's, on, it's on point, honestly. It really is. It, it really is. I don't know. I don't know like what I expected this year to be. I mean, I know I wanted to obviously start grad school, or apply for grad school, look for new jobs. But when this whole thing shut down happened, and all I had was to you know work from home, and you know I didn't know how the deadlines were going to be. I didn't know how much stress was going to come. I was just like, thank God I have a home, mm-hmm. right? Be in, and thank God I don't have to pay rent here. Mm-hmm. There's so many different factors. Yeah, and you can work from home. You didn't get laid yes. off. Like, yeah. Yeah. And what I was saying earlier too, it was so, it was so strange, but also like satisfying at the same time to see the entire world like go on pause Mm -hmm. and to just really appreciate things that really matter. And 
um, be able to have those alone time with your family, be able to sit down for dinner and do like a little things because you're always on the go, go, go all the time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yes. It was I know refreshing. Before everything got like shut down, shut down. And <laughs> we, we were still in the office with my coworkers and they were like, they were, they were trying to figure out if our office was going to close and allow us to work from home. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yeah, they just need to close it down. Let everybody stay in the house. Like God is sending us a message that America, you work too, too hard. Yeah. Like <laughs> stay at home and enjoy your family. That is so, exactly. that is so true. Yeah. No. Yeah. I feel like even with like Americans working so hard, we, like I get up, I go to work. I, I'm tired at work or I'm tired at the end of the day. I come back home. You know, I need to do my stuff to prepare to rest. Yeah. The stuff that I even want to do or focus my time on, I have very limited time to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and it's like almost became between like me choosing to even like socialize with my friends and you know, do the fun mm-hmm. on the weekends or, you know, isolate myself and work on like this one project that I have. And I mean, no one wants to choose between the two. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it was a perfect opportunity for me to kind of just like, sit down and put more time into, you know, projects like my podcast, projects mm-hmm. like things I want to do outside of, you know, work. Yeah, you you honestly, like, I'm not going to say working for the corporate world or having a nine to five is a bad thing. Obviously, it's a good thing. But at the end of the day, you do have to put things in perspective of how are you... Yeah, how are you going to eventually pay yourself? Mm-hmm. What what mm-hmm. generation are you now going to form for your family? You know what I mean? And not to say that people who want to live that nine to five life is, is a curse. But at the end of the day, I feel like what has made me realize through this whole thing is there are certain things that I want to open up avenues for my children's children's children. Mm-hmm. And a nine to five sometimes does not give you that time to think or be creative mm-hmm. to grow yourself and how you want to exactly. give yourself a name. Like as you're working for somebody and they're building their name Mm -hmm. how are you going to build your name as well spot on perfect (laughs) that's that's so perfect yeah it's it's not for everybody Mm -hmm. um but definitely having at least something to pass down to your kids yeah yeah um, yeah yeah Yeah, exactly exactly but i mean even when you do have a nine to five it's just that balance of like asking god all right how can i balance this because i mean the world is going to go back to normal Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. all these projects and businesses and things that people have now birthed in this time you still have to continue it so you still Mm -hmm. have to find that when work does go back to normal and only god can really help you with that balance or make important decisions on what you have to drop yes Amazing. So, I mean, that's a great segue. Let's talk about transparency. Let's give everyone what transparency is, why you guys started it. Okay. Okay. So, um, I think when you had asked the first question, that question actually really was, it was super deep about where did we realize that, um, how did transparency come about? Because we realized that there was a need Mm. in the community. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And um, I would say that the need in our community is that transparency as a whole, like our goal is to be able to walk with people during their faith walk. Because like, especially when you first start your faith walk, um, just a journey in itself, like you have all of these, you're already stigmatized because it's counterculture. And so even before you really get into it, you're already kind of being judged and people are looking at you like you're crazy or you're different or what's wrong with you, you know? Mm -hmm. So our whole goal is to be able to, recognize like yeah you're not alone on your journey and even if you do feel alone or you do feel attacked or you do feel judged like our goal is to ensure that people know that we want to be with you we want to walk with you we want to encourage you we want to help you and be there for you like that sisterly 
figure. Yeah, that's what the two sees at the end is Christ and community because within our own selves, even though our faith walks are very different, they we still at one point in our faith walks at no not even one point, many times in our faith walk we felt alone and we felt mm-hmm. like nobody understood us and we wanted to bridge that gap with transparency in terms of be having transparent conversations of how do you really feel mm-hmm. like what is really going on even if it's conversations that in the normally in church you would not talk about i want to hear it yeah. we want to talk to you about it because those are the conversations that help you to understand that somebody's with you and that you're not crazy and that somebody else has been through it and this is the advice we can give you and if we haven't been through it then we can pray together with you so you mm. know that you're still with a community and i think that's the that's the most important thing in your faith walk is to have a community community. because if you do it by yourself like man that junk is hard like even jesus even though you know he's the lord and savior and all god on top but at the same time he had disciples Mm -hmm. you know he was rolling Mm -hmm. and he still had his inner corner you know (laughs) so he still had people with With him him, you know and i think that's very important i think as christians sometimes we kind of forget that you still need people like yes there are going to be times where you have to walk alone just like jesus did and you have to be bold in your aloneness Mm -hmm. but at the same time you still know that i can call on somebody and i think that's what we really the real purpose was behind transparency is that we looked at our own lives and we said man even though we're best friends, there were still many times that we went through this journey of Christianity by ourselves because our journeys were different. And had we been more transparent with each other, maybe we would not go by it ourselves. Yes. Yeah. I I love that so much. I love the whole explanation. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to say, when I first came across transparency, like on my Instagram, and I realized that you were putting on events, mm-hmm. um, I was like, wow. One, I needed to be a part of it, right? I felt like, okay, this was kind of made, I'm in this point where, you know, I need some support in my faith walk. Mm -hmm. That was one. Two, I know Cynthia, I've known Cynthia for a while. I'm like, this is perfect for her. This is the, this is what Cynthia (laughs) should be doing. So, um... That was another thing. Then I met LaSalle at the first, at the sister to sister event that I attended. I was like, this is perfect for both of them. Like, this yeah. is great. Like, I felt I felt so, even though I went by myself, I felt like everyone in the room like had their guards down and was being yeah. transparent in the conversations and the questions you guys were asking were, you know, challenging people to be transparent mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and be honest with themselves and be honest with themselves in the room of strangers yeah. who all have the same goal. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I thought that was was amazing. Um, just a little a synopsis. I've always gone to church um, with my family. I've, that's been like a routine since I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was baptized. I grew up in the Catholic church. Yeah. Um, but around like, I want to say around like eighth grade, it's, my faith started to dwindle after my grandmother passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember before that, I would like, I would be so attached um, to church and religion. I was praying every night. It was impossible for me not to pray at night because I, I just wouldn't feel like safe. Mm-hmm. But after my, my grandmother passed, I you know I started praying less and less. It became less and less of a priority to me, mm-hmm. but I never stopped going to church. I, but mm-hmm. I definitely neglected my relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I love transparency. It came about and it was like the perfect thing for me to start jumping in to feel more comfortable with, you know, mm-hmm. being embarking on a faith walk at 25 and not like, when you're younger, your parents are just telling you you need to go to church. It has to be a different. It's a different thing for me now. Yeah. Um, that's why I really wanted to bring you on the show to talk about that. Um, and for have other women listening to understand wherever you are in your faith journey, um, 
it's important, right? Pricing community is super important and transparency is definitely going to provide that for you. I, I want to like highlight you guys today with that. Yeah. So, but you guys mentioned also um, feeling lonely mm-hmm. um, on your faith walk. So I know there's sometimes there's this, there's sometimes there's um stigmas mm-hmm. about the Christian church or there's stigmas about church or people sometimes are scared to um, be involved because they might feel judged, mm-hmm. I guess, for being new or for not knowing as much as um, other people. How do you guys feel about that? Definitely, definitely. I mean, I think I'll give it to LaSalle to talk because <laughs> that's why I said God brought us together for two different reasons in terms of our stories are so different in terms of our own faith walks of Christ so we can speak to different people. Not that I can't speak to the people that can sympathize with LaSalle's story, but at the Mm -hmm. same time, it's good to know somebody that's physically gone through it and Mm -hmm. LaSalle can give a better explanation on that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. um, Okay. So I think that that's, that's a great question because there are a lot of stigmas about the church and about, um, about stepping into your faith walk. And I think the first thing is that what we have to address is that um, you had asked a question about, you know, do you necessarily need to follow or be deep into a religion to have a relationship with God? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think that that's, that's, the, that's the basis where it comes at is that when you have a relationship over religion, it's like you recognize, like I, I was watching this, I was reading an article and the, the article said, religion is a guy in a church thinking about fishing, but relationship <laughs> is a guy out fishing thinking about God. Mm-hmm. And it's just, the perspective is just different. But I feel like when you recognize like, yeah, no, it's better that I have a relationship with God over having this whole religion, the law, the doctrine, because that's when people become very judgmental or say Mm -hmm. like, oh no, because you don't do this because Mm -hmm. you don't do that. And a whole list of do's and don'ts and rules and et cetera is when we start to judge other people based on the law. And I think that is the whole concept of the new Testament is that we understand Jesus life, his death and his legacy and what he left us with. And I would say for me, Cynthia, the reason why she said for me to talk about my story is because all my life, like in our friendship, I always kind of felt judged, mm-hmm. you know, and um, that's because I didn't really have a strong foundation within my family to understand what God was about. I was baptized Catholic. I went to a Catholic church, but um, we didn't really, you know, it was like, yeah, we go to church on Sunday, but Monday through Saturday, we're doing whatever we want to do, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't really have much that, of that example. So I was living my life like, okay, yeah, I know you, God, but I just did whatever I wanted to do and didn't really understand the whole concept of, you know, honoring, honoring myself, honoring my body, loving God or loving myself as God loves me, you know, and it really threw a wrench in our relationship because I'm like, girl (laughs) I feel like you don't understand me I feel like you're judging me we're having our issues and it really it really kind of messed up our relationship Mm -hmm. and the relationship between you and your family or you and Cynthia me and like our friendship yeah and that's where that name transparency came from because 
Uh, I hate saying this, but God has forgiven me. But I, she, okay. You see how you said like church has its own like judgmental. So she came from the perspective of, I don't really know that much. Obviously mm-hmm. I'm going to church, but I don't really know what it means to have a relationship with God. And I came from the aspect of, I know what it means to have a relationship with God. And sometimes when you have that mind point of view that, oh, I know you mm-hmm. become a, uh, you, you don't know that you're being judgmental, but you're being judgmental. You know what I mean? Okay. And certain yeah. things that someone will say, because obviously they don't know, you kind of looking at them like, uh, duh, shouldn't you know this? Like, you say you love <laughs> yeah. God. Like, this is obvious. But obviously it's not because God has different relationships with all of us. And on top of that, there's different levels to a Christian person, not to say that one level is greater than another, but it's just to say that there are different levels. And in our, our friendship, the reason why transparency is the main name is because the only reason we were able to break through that judgment is because we were finally transparent with each other to say, Mm -hmm. okay, this is how I feel like you're treating me. And then I now receive it. And I be transparent and say, oh, you know, I didn't know I was making you feel this way. And this is how I felt when you said this, those transparent Mm -hmm. conversations Mm -hmm. really helped us to now grow the friendship that we now have that even if problems do arise and misunderstandings arise, that we can talk about it in a transparent way to really come to a good ending point. But in the, I would say the beginning, I think when we were finally growing into ourselves, Mm -hmm. like college College, age, oh my God, that was just so hard. (laughs) It was really it was so hard. Oh my god! I want to hear it. I want to hear it. What was so hard about it? It was. Yes. It was hard because. Yeah. I don't know. For me, I was like, I'm being a good friend, God. And then you hear that you're not being a good friend. You're actually being real judgmental and unsentimental about my feelings. It was like me coming from that angle. I was so confused. I was like, what am I supposed to do? And how am I supposed to tell her, God, she ain't going the right way. (laughs) But then at the same time, through our experiences, I learned the grace of God. Mm-hmm. And I learned what it means to truly love somebody unconditionally with flaws and all. Even mm-hmm. though you say that, sometimes when you go through it, God really opens your eyes to make you see that, nah, you don't really love that person unconditionally. Mm-hmm. And I remember a conversation we had, it was it was something, I, she'll, she'll, she'll tell you the details if she wants to, but <laughs> it was a conversation we had where um, I had to tell her like, Lissell, I don't care if you do A and Z, I will mm. still love you. Yes. I don't care if you do Y and W, I will still love you. I'm still going to be here. <laughs> I may not approve Why of what you're doing <laughs> same time i love you and i think that's the point of community is i will still love you that's why mm-hmm. even though your family may annoy you you still go to them because at the end of the day they will still love you they can't throw you away <laughs> <laughs> they can't they can't no that, that i love that you guys are so honest about the hiccup in your friendship because the, people don't talk about how to maintain friendships between women as much as they talk about how women are supposed to maintain relationships with men. Yeah. And I feel like you can get your first practice in how to be transparent with someone, with how to communicate with someone that you do love them unconditionally mm-hmm. with your friends first. They're right there. I, yes. mean, I, always, I always tell herself she was my practice husband. Honestly. Yes. <laughs> Seriously. Well, okay, I love that though. <laughs> 
<laughs> like before I had my fiance down, she was literally my man's because all these deep conversations we had, you eventually have to do that if you want to be in a long time relationship with a man. You're gonna have yeah. to do that with your friends. Yeah. You are. And it's so much easier to I'm not saying practice, but it's so much easier to have a healthy friendship yeah. and transition into the next stage of you guys' life where you guys do meet your husbands, your fiancés, yeah. and have and bring that communication style. Imagine that you and you and um, LaSalle were never transparent about that, Ooh. you know, that one part of your lives where you guys didn't really know how to connect and you guys never were transparent with each other. It would have been so hard. Yeah. It you wouldn't even connect with anybody else. It yeah, would have been no. hard. Definitely. Because it, transparency, cheek, uh, transparency teaches you how to be vulnerable. Okay. And if you are not vulnerable in long-lasting relationships, they don't last. Like, even people who have siblings, if you do not know how to be transparent with your own siblings, majority of those times, yes, you may call each other sister and brother, and you have blood, the same blood running through your veins, that doesn't necessarily mean you have a close bond. Because mm-hmm. that your that transparency of communication is not there. Like I don't feel like if you don't feel like oh brother or sister, I can talk to you about anything. Then it's just a you know we we surface levels. Mm-hmm. So yeah. then at the same time of a surface level friendship, that's where you are with your siblings. It's surface level, but that mm-hmm. transparent communication helps you to now break those bonds. That even if I feel the most, I mean, like I committed the worst sin, I know I can go to my brother or my sister and be like, "Oh my God, I just did this," and still feel <laughs> shameful, but not shameful to them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and I think that 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 kind of it's a great segue into me being transparent about what mm-hmm. happened in college like mm-hmm. basically just a little of a synopsis of what was happening in college is that i had met some <laughs> <laughs> getting real in here i love it love to see it oh my gosh i had met some you know this an entanglement, <laughs> entanglement. that's a great word i completely understand what you're talking about that is so funny Yes, it was this crazy entanglement <laughs> that shouldn't. Well, you know, I'm I've learned so much. Yeah, but crazy entanglement with this person, and um, it's like as soon as soon as Cynthia met this person, she said no. Yeah, said, no, no, no. My no. discerning spirit said, "Whoa, we gotta close this door." <laughs> oh, so you knew off? You knew off first? The oh, first yeah. time you saw her. Oh, I don't. I, I don't know why, but I think it's just a, a blessing from God. Yes, but I can meet somebody and just know your spirit ain't right or know exactly what position you play in my life. Mm. Either oh, you're wow. long-term or a short-term. Garrett, I have messed up a few times in the future <laughs> because I ain't listened to the spirit. <laughs> but majority of the time, I do have that unction. And I think that's yeah. what also caused the rift in our relationship, too. Because the cell introduced me to someone. I said, mm-mm. But now I've, 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 I've closed my mouth. I'd be like, you know, God, Holy Spirit, you know, let her know it ain't right. <laughs> when she's ready. Tell her when she's ready. Tell her when she's ready. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, on for an instant, it was like, oh, okay. So she don't like, she don't like this person. Uh-huh. And then... Every time, like, I would talk to her or talk to her about this person, she would switch up her face and she'd be like, "Mm, mm, mm, (laughs) no, like, so uncomfortable. Because Cynthia has this thing where, like, 
if she don't like something, she's uncomfortable. Like yeah. she would start, like her shoulder would start. Oh my like, god, <laughs> she would start like twitching when she's talking. It's just like, oh my god, I don't like this, right? So we were having our issues because she's just like, no, I don't understand why you're doing this. What is wrong with you? Da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, I understand, sis, but I you I. Like, you know, tell y'all, you trying to tell me I can't make my own decisions. Yeah. You know, or yeah. not trying to control me or control my life and tell me um, what to do, where to go. Da, da, da. So it started causing tension in our own relationship where um, I started pushing her away. Girl, she stopped talking to me. <laughs> we went to the same college. And when I tell you, she did, oh my God, when I tell you, she went. I went to the dining hall and this girl walked right past me. That hurts. Hey, we have reached this point in the relationship. Wow, I went to the dorm room and I said, God, I will never talk to her again. I will not. <laughs> I will not. And the, I mean, obviously, oh the Holy God. Spirit had to talk to Ooh. me and be like, all right, you just got to show her love. So I remember I put on my wall in my dorm room wall, I used to have like these prayer points. And I would look at them just to remind myself that God is going to uh, gonna accomplish these things. And I remember that same day he told me to put on that same wall <laughs> that my friendship with LaSalle is going to be better than it is right now. I did it, but I rolled my eyes as I put it on the wall. <laughs> You believe it was it was supposed to happen. It was I know like, it was yeah. it was supposed to happen. It was supposed to yeah. happen because at the end of the day, I feel like it it helped her grow as a woman that she is right now. And there's mm-hmm. some life experiences, even though you know you want to like help your friend out, you want to help your sister out, you want to help whoever it may be that you care about. Even when we become parents in the future, there are certain things that people just have to live through it, and you just have to be like, you know what, I have your back. And I'm going to live through it with you. And when you want to cry, I'm going to be here. If it turns out great, I'm going to be here. But some experiences, people just have to live it out. Because if you push too hard, you're actually pushing them out of the person that God is creating them to be. Mm. No, that's so, no, that's so true. Yep. LaSalle, were you, was there more after you ignored her in the cafeteria? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just wanted to know if there was more to the story. I, I need to, I need to see when we get the whole thing There's out. so much more. Okay, okay, okay. Let's go. Oh, we're, yeah, we're hearing you. About that part. What? The conversation that we had. What? The open, like, how that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. Uh, I don't. Okay. So, um, we ended up having a conversation a couple months later. Because, yeah. you see, this is what happened. So, and I've, me and Cynthia, we're probably going to. Write a, a book, book or write a, a, a something one day because <laughs> we had, and I realized that it was my own personal issues too, where um, I would, we would be, we would be good. We'll be Gucci. We'd be friends. For, and then just like I would, I would meet the next new person and I would run off and try to be this, their best friend. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, I recognized that now I recognize that it was a, it was a sense of validation. Like I wanted everybody to like me. I wanted, I wanted to have friends because I didn't have siblings and I wanted, and I grew up around adults. So I'm like, I want everyone to be my friend. I want to be able to have friends at school or have a circle around me that I don't have. You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. be like all of these things. So when I got to college now, because we stopped talking, I obviously made quote unquote new quote unquote friends. <laughs> so, which was, which was crazy because then I recognized like all these people are just very toxic, you know? So mm-hmm. once all of that was over, relationship was done, 
then I recognize that all these people are toxic and fake and not really my friends and not, you know, not there for me. They don't really care about me. It's just what they can get from me. Or, you know, is when um, I really had my, my space to be by myself and to hear God's voice and to understand like, yes, you've been through this, but this is not your identity. Yes, you've been through it. You're going to go through it. You're going to grow from it. And I'm going to take you to a, a better place. And that's when me and Cynthia, we ended up having a conversation a couple months later and we were just talking and she was very open with me. Like, it doesn't matter what happened or what you've been through or what you did, or if you did this, or if you did that, or if you was with this person, and if you had sex with that one, it doesn't matter. You get what I'm saying? Like, I'm still going to love you. And I think that our issue too was because she's, um, yeah. okay. And because she's been, you know, a virgin for this amount of time and, you know, she's saving her purity for her marriage. It's like, I felt like, oh, well, because I'm not doing that, mm-hmm. um, I, I can't talk to her or I can't tell her these things because I'm going to feel judged. And then I didn't. And then also I had to recognize like, no, maybe it's because I am, maybe it's because I'm either comparing myself that because I don't have that. Mm-hmm. Now I think that you're judging me or because yeah. I'm not like mm-hmm. that, then I can't speak to you. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I feel like that happens a lot in like the Christian community is that like, because somebody is living, I mean, in my experience, because one person is living their certain life that automatically it's kind of like you, you judge yourself, mm-hmm. but because how do I explain it? Like you're, you're judging, judging yourself, yourself and but you're put you're pushing it on somebody else that they're judging, judging you. you. Yes. And it's yeah. nothing like that. It's yeah. just the mm-hmm. fact that they're living one life and you think you should live that life. So because you're not living the life you're automatically, you think it's like, no, you. that person should be judging you because they have the right to. And nobody has the right to judge anybody. Yeah. Yeah. And when you don't open up about those feelings that you do feel judged, even if the person is not saying anything, like I was saying in the beginning, like, I wasn't trying to say anything to judge her, but because of how she was feeling about herself, this is why self-reflection is very important because Mm -hmm. how she was feeling about herself. It was like a portrayal. Garen, there are some people that are very judgmental, but you Mm -hmm. have to really look at it from all angles and see, okay, is this person really judging me or am I looking at their life saying their life itself is judging me? So Mm -hmm. my virginity is now judging you not being a virgin. My whatever me not drinking is now judging you for drinking but it's not the actual person it's just their life yeah and their life cannot judge you it should just inspire you mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah but i think that's something that's deep that's good yeah you said it before like there's different um levels or mm-hmm. categories you mm-hmm. know to being christian to being on your faith walk there's different you know points that you're going to be on and mm-hmm. Some people join that faith walk, you know, after they have had sex or after they have smoked or after they have, you know, um, maybe suffered from alcoholism or something like that. So and I, can all- I, I can I can definitely um, like resonate with LaSalle and like feeling judged, mm-hmm. um, but I can definitely say also I may have put that judgment on myself sometimes, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Like, like, like Cynthia has mentioned. I definitely like maybe I'm not being a good Christian because, you know, I did this before mm-hmm. and I'm so caught up on the fact that something's in the past. Whereas, you know, the whole point is to move forward and learn more. Exactly. Yeah. And I think yeah. a person that in the Bible that is so key to understand that, like, you're going to be loved no matter what. And mm-hmm. that now nobody starts this perfect journey. Just amazing. It's just mm-hmm. who's um, saw. 
who, who turned into Paul. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he, he was, sure. he, was he was like killing Christians. Christians. He yeah. was the most judgmental of them all, but yes. God yeah. used him the most. Over 700 books in the Bible. You like, get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that's why I'm just like, I wish that we didn't have that judge Garrett, which I'm not saying that some Christians don't judge. They do. But I mm-hmm. do wish that people who have quote unquote sinned against God realize that no sin is too great that God won't love you, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. another person's life can inspire you to do greater. You know yes. what I mean? Rather than saying, man, uh-huh. that life is now judging me, instead of it, let it inspire you to say, no, I can get to that point mm-hmm. because I, yeah. all of us can do it. It's just that, you know, our walks with Christ may look different and we should never look at another Christian and say that it's going to look exactly the same. Like I may be a virgin, but doesn't mean that I have the grace to be a virgin when I'm 30. And there's some people who are virgins when they're 30 or you don't mean there's so many grace periods. But the only reason why you have that grace is because all of our stories are unique to help somebody else out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love that. Like I asked the question about like your friendship and how, it helps you guys stand confidently as Christians. And I think mm-hmm. that um, it's almost like because your stories are so opposite mm-hmm. that you are able to learn from each other. Yeah. And like you said you learned God's grace and Lasella mm-hmm. may have been more confident in her journey as you know, to kind of take that judgment off and kind of be in her own person. Mm-hmm. Um, so is that true? Is that how kind of how you guys have worked out for the last couple months, being transparency together? Transparency yeah, exactly. together. I feel like just like our friendship, we we add different parts to it and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I do think transparency has brought out different creative sides that we didn't even know. And this mm-hmm. is coming from like the spiritual side, and then also just like the practicality of all the business stuff that you have to do on the side. Like, yeah, I've seen Lacelle turn into a boss, and this girl used to be so shy. And I'm just like, yeah. Yo, you doing this thing? Even with social media, I I will I will confess, I am so horrible at it. I actually have. <laughs> the post today so let's all forgive me but um there's so many avenues where it has like strengthened her even our degrees like we did not plan that out but in Mm -hmm. the future we do hope to not only throw events but own our own place where people can be comfortable and just be transparent in themselves in their faith walk with christ and have that that like peaceful zone and Mm -hmm. her having that administrative side plays a lot in that yes clinical plays a lot Mm -hmm. but all them like funding and all that other stuff like yo yeah LaSalle gonna handle that (laughs) yeah no I I love that I feel like you everybody needs like either if it's a group of girlfriends or a super close friend that you can be this way with like be Mm -hmm. transparent with Mm-hmm. Uh, and then have those like early husband, like first husband experiences with Come that on. friend. <laughs> yes. No, but I also wanted to um, to share something about our friendship too, that um, I would say that I'm now starting to learn now is that, and I, 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 I was transparent with you before multiple times where I felt like um, when we were younger, like you were the one that would always kind of guide me and pour into me and um, speak to me and encourage me. Right. Mm-hmm. So in my, phase when I was a baby Christian I always felt like I couldn't do that for you you know what I mean and I feel like I it's not necessarily that I couldn't do it it's just that I wasn't like I can't pour out to you if I don't have anything in in you you know what I mean if I don't have the Holy Spirit within me how can I expect to pour it out how if I don't have that if God doesn't give me the wisdom or the Holy Spirit in order to pour out to others it's like you know so that's when I realized like okay if I really want to be this person where I want to be able to give wisdom to others or 
be able to give love in, onto others or, you know, that encouragement to others, I have to be able to fill myself up. Yeah. You know? That's the key to it. That That is honestly the key of always filling yourself up, the being humble with it. And I guess mm-hmm. that's where I had to come in in terms of God humbling me to be like, mm-hmm. yeah, you may be strong and you may be feeling like you're, you're the one kind of pulling the friendship in terms of the faith category, but you still have to be humble that I'm the one giving you the wisdom. Mm-hmm. And even if I'm giving you the wisdom, you still need LaSalle's wisdom because yeah. sometimes people under like they underlook the fact that even though somebody may be a baby Christian, they can throw some words on you and it'd be powerful. But because you look at them like a baby Christian, you kind of bypass what they're saying. And it's yeah. kind of like children, like not to say that LaSalle yeah. was a child because she wasn't. It's just that she wasn't confident and she didn't have the right resources because like she said in her home, but like a child, if a child is spitting some wisdom to yeah. you, but you an adult, yeah. you don't take it because, oh, I'm an adult. I should know more than you. Mm-hmm. Then whatever that child said is going to be nonsense. Yeah. And yeah. God had to humble me to be like, the way that you boost somebody's confidence, even if they feel like they're a quote unquote baby Christian, is if you really pay attention to what they're saying and mm-hmm. to understand that they still have wisdom. And by them understanding that they still have wisdom, even in that baby stage, it helps them to even want to obtain more wisdom and go back yeah. to the word and grow more. But if you belittle them at the baby stage, how do you want them to grow? And I think that's what the I don't want to say the church does, cause Lord have mercy. <laughs> I don't want to get into that, but um, <laughs> but I will say that's sometimes what people who are mature, quote unquote, Christians do is that they they overlook people who just came into the religion, mm-hmm. the the faith walk, not religion, but yeah. faith walk with Christ, and they overlook what they're saying rather than uplifting them and growing them and saying, "No, you got this. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going." Yeah. And that's why transparency is needed. Like, <laughs> right? That that community, that that community is super important. How long have you guys known each other for? Because you guys, these timelines, I don't, I'm not sure. How long have you guys actually known Ooh, each other? For? We, um, We've known each other since fourth grade. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so you guys really have seen each other grow through different I mean, phases. Girl, God put us in every school together. We, <laughs> I, I, I transferred to elementary school to high school. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. became best friends when we was talking on the landlines, and then um, yeah. we went to the same middle school. Then we went to the same high school, and never the high school is not the public school anymore. We went to the same mm-hmm. all girls Catholic high school. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And then after high school, we now went to the same college and then after college now we started our grad school together <laughs> you need those friends you need those friends you do you do, you do. It, it is super important and i know we talk a lot about like the ways you guys are different but i from what i remember you guys have pretty similar stories when it comes to your families mm. and religion um so when I explain a little bit about that, how your family reacts to, you know, you having started transparency or, you know, what your faith walk has been. Mm. You want me to start? Okay. I can, I'll go. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. So, well, give you a little background with my family. So we, my family, we are, we're Caribbean. We're from Trinidad. So if anybody knows <laughs> anything about Caribbeans. They love to party. They know how to party. They love to drink. They love to have a good time. Okay, yeah. so um, that's what I that's what I grew up in. That's what I was telling you earlier about. Yeah, Monday through Saturday, <laughs> we're lit. 
or it turned up and then Sunday it's like, okay, yeah, me and my mom would go to church together. But mm-hmm. it's like, so, um, in a sense, and my mom, my mom is like, she's still into the Catholic belief. And my, um, I have a very close aunt of mine. She's Muslim. So it's like, I don't really, in my immediate household, I don't really have, um, I would say this, that I am the only Christian for now. Amen. For now. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. But, um, so it's, it is, it's challenging because at home I, I have to be the one that's like, okay, if everything else around me is not happening or God isn't here, I'm like, cool, what can I do? Or I have to, you know, bring the spirit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, but I mean, it's, it's been, it's been challenging, but I know at the same time that God is developing me because I know where I, I'm doing it for the next generation, for my, my children. So they don't have to do this, yeah. you know, or they don't have to feel alone or they don't have to feel like they're the only one in the household as well, where they're fighting this battle yeah, to definitely. break that generational curse, you know? So, yeah. um, so yeah, it's difficult because I'm kind of in this space right now where I am, st- where I am transitioning, where I don't want to drink alcohol and, it's like people looking at her crazy. <laughs> people looking at me crazy. Like, girl, what are you talking? Did you just curse at me? Like, <laughs> like, it's just so different. So, yeah. So yeah. that that's my family dynamic. I mean, they love they love me, and they love what transparency is about. Mm-hmm. They love what we're doing. But with certain things, they're just like, oh, you have to live your life. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, Jesus set me free. <laughs> 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 yeah. I will, I will say I mean I I I like that you brought up the fact that it is similar even though the fact there are differences it is similar because even though like you said that like Nigerians we go to church church is in our blood yeah. it is what you do um praying and stuff like that is a mandatory thing and whatnot but there was a key thing that you said that like once your grandmother died it's kind of mm-hmm. like that relationship with God kind of died mm-hmm. and and majority of the times in Nigeria homes it's kind of the the parents that are really like not forcing you but they're kind of anchoring you to have a relationship with God and yeah. In my house, I will say from a very young age, I already knew that God was calling me. Mm-hmm. So I had a real close relationship with God because of the things that were going in my household. And mm-hmm. I had to be close with God. But in terms of having a relationship with God, I don't think anybody in my household really understood what that meant. Mm-hmm. They really looked at religion as a relationship. And that is a very, very wrong thing because it's not mm-hmm. the relationship yeah. that you have with God kind of builds the church. And then religion mm-hmm. just builds different routines that you do and you doing those routines doesn't guarantee that you have a relationship with God and I had to learn that by myself but a lot of times just like LaSalle despite the fact that I came from a household that went to Catholic church prayed and whatever I was still looked at as Mother Teresa like my Mm -hmm. mom still called me Mother Teresa and stuff (laughs) like that because there were certain phrases she would use that the Holy Spirit unctioned me that that wasn't the right mind of thinking for instance like she would say when I would be like okay I'm gonna pray on this and I'm believing on God in this and majority of the time God would answer me but there's this unction that you have to work hard for God to hear you yeah I know my mom would always say manna doesn't fall from heaven Mm -hmm. I would be so confused because I'm like my bible says that it fell from heaven (laughs) (laughs) like I'm 
mentioned that I don't know if it's just a Nigerian thing or if it's just some people who have fallen into religion of routine mm. that you believe that your routine helps you to God to answer you. Mm. And that is the, the wrongest statement. And I think I had to learn that at an early age, even like, I don't know, just the experience of, oh, we got to call this man of God and we got to call that man of God and this man yeah. of God. Mm. I realized that early age like I have a relationship with, with God myself I have yeah. within me I don't need to call somebody I mean yes nobody's saying that you shouldn't have people pray with you which is a good basis that they have but if you are trying to connect to somebody else's anointing quote unquote you mm. got it wrong because God is going to first hear you out and I had to learn that at an early age that there were a lot of principles that religion birthed out of my parents that mm-hmm. not necessarily good ones mm. and because of that, there's a lot of things that I had to kind of go against the grain in terms of my family of thinking. Like, I remember there was a Valentine's Day. My mom, I love her so much, but she made that the worst Valentine's Day ever because I told her that, no, manna does fall from heaven. You <laughs> Like, you can rest in God that he has done it for you and yes. be joyful. Yes. You yeah. don't need to be killing yourself and fasting and praying. You don't need to be worrying and stressing like you can be relaxed. Yes. And yeah. I said those words to her and lady almost like cut my head off. <laughs> <laughs> no. 100%. Yeah. I was like, what is going on? But I will say what the religion that plays in my family is the fact that it's, it's just the typical Nigerian religion that is not based on the Bible. And because it's not based on the Bible, a lot of people find themselves worrying a lot. A lot of people find themselves in the same Stress struggle mm-hmm. because you are thinking that by yourself, you you have to do 90% of the work and then 10% is God. Yeah. And yeah. I had to like really get out of that mind thinking of that kind of religion and understand that religion is my faith with Christ and moving forward in that. But yeah. Yeah, no, that that's so true. My mom always talks about how she actually doesn't like how um, religion is taught in America mm-hmm. um, because in Nigeria, it, t- it teaches a lot more stricter. Like you have to, even when you go through, um, when you go to the youth classes, I'm, I'm forgetting the name. Um, Sunday school. So yeah, when you, go to, when you start going to Sunday school, she said, like, I guess in Nigeria, if you didn't get something right or you, you didn't recite it right, they would beat you or whatever. But, you know, wow. here you're allowed to get it wrong. She, <laughs> she, she doesn't think it's, it's taught with the right intensity. And I'm just like, what intensity? I never understood that part. And it was always weird for me to hear that because one thing I struggle with and I'm always annoyed that I don't really know is that I don't really know the Bible stories. Yeah, uh, I, I obviously know the main ones that everyone hears about, but my mom always says, you know, in Nigeria, if you were learning this in Nigeria, you would know everything by now. You would know all the stuff. I'm just like, I probably would, but I'm, I think I would be stressed too. I, I don't know. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't pray. I wouldn't feel happy or like yes. feel comfortable praying if I was if I was raised in that same way. And yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They definitely, that religion teaches you fear to love God rather than you yeah, just love, love God, God 
and that's what yeah. makes you want to read more. That's what makes yeah. you want to do more. But yeah, fear doesn't bring anybody. That's what my pastor always says. Like fear cannot bring nobody. It could bring somebody today and even 20 years, but in their heart, just like LaSalle said, I will be at church and I will be thinking about groceries. I'll be thinking about yeah. what I'll do next day. Instead but of I'm doing not, those things yeah, and thinking about God. I'm not going to be thinking yeah. about God at that point because me and God, like you kind of, not to say God, but in those senses, you're making God look like Hitler. Like, oh, if you don't do yeah. this, then you are going to be disciplined when that is the reason why Jesus died on the cross. It's so yeah. that you would just love to be in his presence and it's no like condemnation to you even if you feel like you sin like it says in the bible that even if there is 99 people that are following him that one person he's that has back. left he's he will back. go back and chase that one person because yeah. that's the purpose why jesus died on the cross yes. is to collect everybody the sinners or whatever mm -hmm. that's why when jesus was here he didn't discriminate you you a prostitute you a liar you a beggar that's the only reason why he had judas on his whole team because yeah. he just didn't care he was yeah. like i'm gonna love all, all of, of y'all mm -hmm. yeah and that's definitely what casts out all of that fear yeah yeah definitely. yeah i definitely think that um religion needs to be like preached more in that way or mm -hmm. um that needs to be like the main message so that people, so people can understand like like big, big words outside the church. Like you can come in here, don't feel judged. Just yeah. feel like you're in a safe space. Yeah. I know um, a struggle. A struggle that I had was um, I would pray, and I, and I always like every single morning. I'm grateful for for being able to get up in the morning. I'm, I pray about that, mm -hmm. and then I'll pray when I'm super happy because I think God heard me. But when I get into super super stressful situations, I don't even pray. I just wait for it to be over, and then thank God that He got me through it. But I, I <laughs> That's the truth. I'll, I'll just I'll sit in stress and be like, I don't know what's about to happen right now. But if it ends up in my favor, um, I'm 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 always so I'm always so thankful. Me and my um younger sister, mm -hmm. she in her faith walks it was a lot different. Started about a year ago, I guess. I'm gonna say her like 20, 20 year old faith walk. Yeah. Understanding what's more of a relationship started like a year ago, and um, I'm, I think it may have been in the beginning of this coronavirus thing, or maybe in the winter time, we were having a talk because we were both going through different work stresses. Mm -hmm. And she said at one point, you know, she fell off of praying and she just didn't want to deal with it anymore and just wanted to be done. And for whatever reason, that week I was on. That week I was super faithful. I was I was following everything I, I wanted to follow, doing the Bible study that I wanted to do. Wow. And I was praying for her stress to be relieved. Yeah. And then, you know, the week, the week after that, when I'm going through a lot of stress, she was, I was, I told her I'm done. I don't feel like doing this anymore. And she was heavily praying for me Amen. during that time like that. And I mean, we didn't know at the time, we didn't know each other was not praying. Mm. Um, but we were just always talking about each other. I mean, the events ended up happening in, um, in our favor. Yeah. But, and we're here today to talk about it. Right. So I think that's, I think that's really cool in the way God calls us to and to pray for other people yeah. when you don't even really know that. You no, know, they have may be super weak right now. They may have lost their faith in this point. Yeah. Um, so I think that's that's another important thing about being transparent with the people around you about you know what's going on in your life, yeah. why what's going on in your life, and how they can help you. And it, how they can help you sometimes is usually maybe praying for you, and you don't even know they're praying. Yeah, yes. and, that, and that's that the beauty so... of community. Honestly, is somebody praying for you when you're weak because you're not always going to be on game time. You really are yeah. not, and you need those type of people to be on your side in those moments where you're not on game time. And I'm mm -hmm. sorry to keep bringing Jesus up, but he is just like the <laughs> epitome of yeah. when people feel weak 
when yeah. he was yeah. about to go on the cross, he cried and said, God, why have you forsaken me? And he went to Peter and them and said, please pray for me because he understood like I'm weak right now. Yeah. I have mm-hmm. to be transparent enough to tell you I need your prayer. Yeah, me, Jesus. Yeah. I need your prayer. <laughs> you know, the yeah. same person that was doing all these miracles. No, no, no. I need the prayer right now. So it, it shows you the vulnerability of transparency in terms of even if you feel like you the giant, you still going to be weak at moments. There are still mm-hmm. times where you're going to cry and you need people to pray for you. Hopefully they're not sleeping like Peter and them, but <laughs> you need people to pray for you. And that's an yeah. essential thing in terms of community, honestly. Yeah. And to even ask somebody to pray for you or to even um, mention a scenario to somebody in which they would feel like they would need to pray for you takes a lot of vulnerability. Yeah, it does. Um, it does. And I think also too, like, uh, what I was listening to what you're saying about you and your sister. And I think that it's so like, God is so intentional with all of us. And I think that I, it, I keep replaying that uh, Bible verse that in your, in your weakness, God is your strength. Like, yeah. And basically it's saying that even in your weakness, that God is, that you are strong mm-hmm. in your weakness, you are strong. And I think that even when we recognize, like, because we have the Holy spirit within us, that God is there mm-hmm. and he knows like, okay, yeah, I want you to reach out to this person because they need you. Awesome. You know, like mm-hmm. God will be in tune with you because you have the Holy spirit within you that no matter okay. what, like you won't even, you probably yeah, he's communicating to you that I need you to reach out to this person and they don't even know it. Yes, yes. And that's how the Holy Spirit works. And I also wanted to say something before I forget because I know there's like one of my favorite songs. I think it's from Jonathan Ray McReynolds. Yes. And it's called um, God is Good. And the lyrics always get me because he says the one that really I love a lot is like even in my bad days, it will Mm -hmm. prove that God is good. Mm -hmm. And... Mm -hmm. We don't understand that even when we're down, not to say like you're going to want to pray and when you wake up in the morning, it's going to be like on your heart, but mm-hmm. when you start building that practice that, you know, even in my bad days, even in these bad moments, it really does prove that God is good because in all the stories in the Bible, it was the bad moments that proved that God was good. Yes, yeah. God was there in the good moments, but it's the real bad moments, like the Israelites running away from Egypt yeah. and them like scared out of their minds mm-hmm. and them terrified mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. God split that Red Sea. Yeah. So yeah. it's the bad moments in your life that the devil would use to say, no, you ain't going to succeed, that God would say, no, 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 I'm God and I have say over this. So even in those moments where you don't feel like praying, yes, you should be vulnerable to tell people like, look here. But even in the back of your mind, remember it's in the bad days that I know that God is good. And in yeah. those bad days, God proved your glory. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's comforting. It's comforting to know that. Like, and I think that that just that just comes with knowing who God is. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And um to there was I was Looking at your questions about like, how do you, what are some tips on building a relationship with God? Yeah, I, I was going to ask you that next. You guys can share some tips. Definitely. Yeah, like I think that that's, I would say that that's one of my first tips is just understanding that God really is your father. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because when you understand like, yeah, this person really has my best interests at heart. You, you, you understand the, the dynamic of the relationship is different now. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I know that God is my father. I love everything about you. Mm-hmm. 
he he wants what's good for you. Like even through the bad things, it's what's going to like. I was um just the other day, I was really down, like just feeling so drained. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then I recognized, like, yo, instead of it's all about perspective too. I'm praying. I'm just talking to God, just communicating with Him and understanding, like, yeah, although I'm feeling stretched, I'm stretched. God is stretching me back mm-hmm. in order to. Propel, you. propel me into the future like you know that whole stretching phase is that it's all for purpose yeah yeah mm-hmm. definitely i will say that is the number one tip but to like piggy that because i know pastor todd said it the best and even my beginning stages as a christian sometimes it can be very hard to look at god as a father because you think of your earthly father mm-hmm. so if your mm-hmm. earthly father wasn't there the way you needed him to be in terms of finances or whatever it may be you kind of conscious you you kind of compare it to how god will be mm-hmm. but the more that you understand who god is alone yeah. like god you are powerful god you are this you are good. merciful and yes. all these things and then you get to the abba father where okay yeah you are my dad and you have all these characteristics mm-hmm. i remember there was a like a really tough season i was going through in terms of before i had followed god's um call to go to get my master's in social work i wanted to be a lawyer so bad and that has been something that has been on my mind since i was a young girl and i thought that was the calling that god had for me and i had to realize one summer where i was getting rejection letter after rejection letter after rejection letter (laughs) and god when i was reading the bible i forgot what verse it was but i know it was in maybe romans Mm -hmm. and he was telling me how like when I do bless you, I'm not blessing you so that you can have these earthly things or accomplishments. I'm mm-hmm. blessing you so you can know who I am more. Mm-hmm. So when I give you the acceptance letter to get to graduate school, you understand that I'm a father that hears you. Yeah. When I give you the finances that you thought you couldn't have, you understand I'm a father that provides right. for you. Mm-hmm. When I give you that compassion that nobody else gives you in terms of comfort, you understand I'm a father of grace. And mm-hmm. I had to realize like all these things that we get that are blessings are beautiful and God wants us to enjoy them but they are also for us to understand who who he is is. Mm -hmm. yeah oh I love that y'all had the same time too that was great (laughs) (laughs) yeah we do that sometimes I don't know why (laughs) that is that is great you have any any other tips maybe for someone who's like scared um about bringing it up to maybe their friends who are not involved in this faith walk or is someone like feeling alone like in the points that you guys felt alone mm. okay Musa, you could go. okay um i would say also okay so when you i think that when you look at it too if we what, what we were just saying like if you know who when you know who god is you mm-hmm. look at him in a different way and the relationship is different but also like um when we think about how we develop relationships with people Mm-hmm. right it's it's a relationship is built and it's built on communication or mm-hmm. it's built on spending quality time like i think once you um understand your like your love language with god mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. i mean we, the same way how we love and treat others like we want to know what is your love language how do i receive love how am i able to communicate that and i think that god he speaks to us in so many different ways and that's his way of being able to get in contact with you or speaking to you like you could, and I think that it's a day by day thing. You know, mm-hmm. you speak to God or you talk to Him. It's not something that you just wake up. Like that's something I I always thought. Like I used to look at Cynthia and be like, "Yo, like how 
how does this work? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how did you get here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's day by day. Yeah. Every single day you re- you realize that you're developing your relationship with God. You take the the steps, just a you know, a regular conversation or pouring out or journaling or yeah, that's speaking about, that's to him about. or like, you know, writing out your thoughts to him. What are you thinking about? Because he wants to know all of these things because he's in tune. He, he lives within you. He's in tune with you. Yeah, I will say in terms of the loneliness, because I felt that even even if you do have friends and you have family that is very like supportive and whatnot, there's still going to be times where you feel alone. very alone. Mm-hmm. Because even though, wait, we're going to let this pass. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yo, that was me the last time I recorded. I was like, dang. Dang. <laughs> dang. Know, it's so getting loud. worse. <laughs> Um, I was going to say that even though you may have that supportive system, there's still going to be times where you're alone because sometimes you just got to go through the the experience by yourself Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. nobody else is going through it but you. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. in those moments where I felt like I was alone, I think two or three things helped me. One is the word of God. Mm -hmm. And I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that just to say it. I mean, like the word of God can be very comforting in those Mm -hmm. times to read those promises and assurance and just Mm -hmm. really know that they're going to come to pass Mm -hmm. and three i said three and two (laughs) is to see your life beyond the loneliness Mm -hmm. see your life beyond the circumstance you're in and really picture that future that you do want like Mm -hmm. with abraham god had to show him the stars Mm -hmm. and he had to physically look at them stars he had to change his name to father of nations because there are certain things where you have to picture it and you have to envision it Mm -hmm. and then the third thing is you have to write those things down like Mm -hmm. when i had said about me and lasalle's friendship even though in that moment (laughs) i was laughing but when you look at it, it's like it's a constant reminder that this is what you're working towards. This is a constant reminder yeah. that this is where you're going. Yeah. And when you see those physical representations to remind you and uplift you, it helps you. Like when yeah. I look at my wall now, I did like a little vision board for my wall. And I have put the characteristics. It's almost like a a vision board or something. Mm -hmm. And I look at those characteristics in terms of what I put in that I wanted a spouse. Like I put different pictures of what I wanted in a spouse. And now I look back at it and that I have those things. Mm -hmm. I'm amazed by God. You know what I mean? But those were those same little pictures that prompt me to be like, all right, I'm lonely and I'm sad right now. And I feel like nobody understands me. But... I know that this is where it's going to go. And as long as you have that faith that you're going to get there, it will help you get out that loneliness. But when I say that it will be easy, you won't cry, you will. And that's just a part of life. You know what I mean? And if other people who have really prospered in this life, if you want to look at it from the earthly stance, like people like Oprah or I don't know, all these celebrities that people may look up to, they have to go through hard times. <laughs> you know, yeah. what I mean? they didn't just get there just to get there. There was some tears involved. There was some loneliness involved. There was some people who doubted that they can get there. They even doubted themselves. Yeah. But at the end of the day, look at where they are. And you always have to envision your future you and that's something I tell my sister that if today you feel sad, 
Look at your future you and what is your future you telling you about this very moment to tell you to keep going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because your future you understands that this is happening today to build that future person. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I don't Definitely. know if you've ever seen Queen of the South because you can so good. You can use, you can use uh, earthly Teresa, things. Come yeah. on. You can use earthly things to understand God. You can. <laughs> but I never, I never seen that show. It's you gotta watch so it. It's good. so good. I mean, it's, so it's, a, it's a lot of killing, but it's really it's good. a lot going on. But it's so <laughs> okay. Good. All right. I mean, I have, I have a free weekend, so I'm gonna try. To, I'll try it this weekend. Yes, girl, you're going to get hooked. You it's about drugs, girl, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. But it's I'm so saying that there's a key thing that yes. I took from there is that she had her future her keep speaking to her in her down and, moments. Yes. Yeah. And that Powerful. kept encouraging her and encouraging yeah. her. And, yeah, and where she saw herself. Yes. And how she spoke to herself. Yes. And it's so powerful. Yes. And another thing I just wanted to say, like, um, what we're talking about, the word of God, like, the word of God is so powerful. And I think the more that we take it personal... And like we write down scriptures and you mm -hmm. replace it with your name. It's mm -hmm. because God is speaking directly to, to you. you. It's a book of promises and he's speaking to you directly. Yeah. Like um, even what we're talking about with Abraham, mm -hmm. like how, you know, you will be the king of the descendants and more will come from you. He I have no that child. scripture on my wall. <laughs> like, so you will be you know the I mean? queen of descendants and you will have children and yeah. you will have a healthy marriage and you will prosper. And you have, we have to take it personal because it's, it's our life and God has purpose for each and every one of us. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Just to touch on that. And then I guess whatever question you have for us after is like, I'm a very visual person when it comes to the word of God, because if not, it just think, it looks like, you know, make believe stories. But if yeah. I really vision it for myself, like it says the word of God is, is, um, is, what is it? Mm -hmm. Um, the word of God it's, is um what, your hiding place. No, 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 no. What? It's um sharper than yeah. a two-edged sword. sword. Mm -hmm. So if I really look at the word of God as a two-edged sword that is so sharp, mm -hmm. like that is the thing that is going to cut that loneliness. Mm -hmm. That is the thing that is going to destroy whatever is in blocking my way. That is the Amen. thing that's even going to stop myself from doubting where I need to go. So if I really look at that word as it's supposed to be my weapon, like a person would pick up a gun to defend themselves, mm -hmm. then I need to pick up that word to defend my future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love I love everything you guys just said. Um, I wanted to the point where Lasell, you're talking about you like looked at Cynthia and you didn't know like how does she do it? Like why? How is she there? And I, I'm not there in my journey yet. Mm -hmm. And for anyone like doing any journey or embarking on anything, I think the process is so important. Like the journey yeah, that you're yeah. on to get to you know where you think the level of Christianity you want to touch is, everything that you learn between where you are now and getting to this level that you're trying to reach is the most important thing. Yeah. And I think that um, sometimes people try to skip, right? You try, if you try to skip the process and you just want to be mm -hmm. like holier than thou, you wake up one morning, you end up kind of living a fake life yeah, um, instead of actually putting in the groundwork, doing like the Bible studies or like I said, being um, vulnerable or talking to people about it and exploring what your actual faith walk is, you can almost create your personalized, your personalized faith walk instead of trying to skip over and trying to do something that, you know, is not going to fit with your lifestyle. Yeah, you know? definitely. That's so good. Exactly. That's deep. And yeah. then recognize that your journey is going to look different from so someone different. else's. Like, yeah. I can't look and compare and say, oh, well, how did she get there? Or why don't I have what you have? Or, you know, because, and nothing that that's something that I had to learn. And especially now where it's like, I am so confident and so secure in myself where 
I want to celebrate you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in your blessings. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. want to celebrate that. And I understand that whatever God has for me is, is set apart for me mm-hmm. and it's yeah. specifically for me. So I can't, you know, look at anybody else anyway. Like I know that God is doing a good work in me. Yeah, definitely. Period. Yeah. And I was mm-hmm. yeah. like, sometimes you, how do I say sometimes, but um, mm. you don't want to look at somebody else and say, how did you get there? Because you don't know what pain they had to go through mm-hmm. to get to that faith. Definitely. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Some people had to go through some really hard times and that's what built their faith. So you don't want to say, well, I should have been there because do you want to go through their same experience? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, that's very true. That's you, very you, true. You that's don't, real. you know, you don't because ma- I wouldn't say majority, but majority of the time where you see people who are strong, I mean, strong in faith is because they had to go through a strong trial. Yeah. And yeah. you look at that and think it's so easy now because their trial is done, but they had to really walk through mountains and trust mm-hmm. in God. And that's not the easiest thing to go through. So just like LaSalle said, just celebrate them that they got through it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you don't know what yeah. kind of fight they had to get through within themselves to say I'm here now and that's why I know what I know yeah Yeah, exactly I love it you guys you guys are so great I want to know what is next for transparency I know we're living in you know a pandemic (laughs) these these are not like you know these are not like the same times where you guys were hosting your events and stuff well first first start out what events have you guys done first what events have you put together first um, so our first event that we did was kind of like a get to know transparency where we had it at a park that was nearby where we live. Mm-hmm. And then our next event was Sister to Sister. 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 And okay. Sister to Sister was birthed out because like we said, we wanted people to be transparent. We wanted people to be transparent like you would with your actual sister mm-hmm. and um, have that community where you feel like it's a, it's, 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 able for you to breathe that that um how am I explaining it in terms of whatever faith walk you're in you Mm -hmm. still be comfortable just like you would be comfortable with your sister Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. then the next event we did was the The hookup hookup culture culture. Mm -hmm. the hookup culture was birthed out of we just have all these assumptions in terms of dating in terms of christian dating so we wanted to have we had a panel of guys and they gave us their perspective because a lot of times there's so much things out there for christian dating in terms of targeting women but Mm -hmm. for men it's like where you at? Mm-hmm. And you teaching all yeah. how to be great wives, but where you at teaching all the men. men to be great husbands? Come on. Yeah. So we wanted to have a perspective from a male's perspective, oh Jesus, uh, from a male's yeah. point of view of what does it mean as you as a Christian man to do Christian dating with a Christian girl? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, those yeah. were our events so far. We were going to do more this this um, 2020, 20, but you know, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and even at um at the sister sister to, at the sister the sister event that I actually attended, I actually made a new friend there. So oh, who I was friends exchange so numbers with. Yeah, because she was in my group, and yes, the the questions were deep, so we were getting pretty deep in that group <laughs> and even amongst ourselves. I, when I left the first time, I was like, oh, I need to get her number. I didn't get her number, but I ended up seeing her um at a party, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. we should exchange numbers. And you know, from there, we were able to at least build a friendship based on having experience with oh, your sister. Awesome. That's beautiful. Yes. That's, that's, that's the purpose, honestly. That's yeah. beautiful. And yeah. I'm happy. But you asked what do um 
Yeah, what else we have what in store? What else we have in store? Well, yes. you know, when things start opening up, we do want to expand in terms of events, in terms of it being like more retreat style. Okay. So like, even though Sister to Sister was powerful and the hookup culture was powerful, mm-hmm. um, when you're sleeping over, it brings a different aspect. Because mm-hmm. I remember me and Lisa yeah. we went to uh, all girls Catholic high school and we had retreats. And majority of the time, the reason why we understood the girls that we were in class with is because those retreats really brought out things. And the mm-hmm. reason why they brought out things is because even for a slivet, you were living with somebody. Yeah. And when you yeah. live with somebody, it brings out different Ooh, emotions and girl. vulnerability. Yeah. And um, we had transparent conversations on those retreats. And I remember like they, we used to have this circle. And oh my God, when that circle was formed, we're going to know somebody going to cry. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because you got uncomfortable. And they always did that circle on the last day yeah. because by yeah. the time you hit the last day, all the you know I don't want to see I don't want you to see me how I look like this sleeping or that it kind of goes out the way you become yeah. more comfortable with somebody. So we wanted to expand it to more retreat style in terms of sister to sister, where we like explore together, we do activities, we do trusting activities together, and we really do build that sisterhood. And then the next avenue is what we're gonna release this weekend is we're releasing a website website. that sells faith-based jewelry. And not only only faith-based jewelry, but also our own t-shirt line of transparency in terms of promoting community. And I'm pretty sure in the future future, there shall be a book in the name of Jesus. And in the future future, there shall be a building that says transparency where people can come and get different resources and Mm -hmm. just honestly them feel like no matter where you are, even if you feel like you're day one Christian, you feel so comfortable. Yeah, there. you feel safe. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like we want it to be some sort of like a multi-purpose building where Oasis. we can, um, yeah, like bring families together, mm-hmm. bring friends together, build friendships, create community, and um, just as a whole, like that's that's the vision of transparency. Definitely, that is the vision. So, yeah. I love it. I'm here for it. I love it. I'm gonna buy some jewelry. Yeah. <laughs> Is it this weekend you're dropping this? What do you so, say? Is it this weekend that you're dropping the website? Yes, we are. We're actually doing it on Sunday. Yeah. On yes. Sunday? Yes. So you, know, you know what? It's funny because I originally planned to put this episode out, not this weekend, but next weekend. Oh. But I, I, I'll actually put this web, this episode up this Sunday. Oh! And then, yeah, oh that's so send me, yeah, send me the link. I'll put it in my bio because the episode oh. drops on Sundays too. So then oh. you can have that and hopefully, you know, this can help. Yeah, I'm ordering the jewelry. Definitely, but I also wanted to pray for you when we're when you're done asking questions because I am so so proud of you, like so proud of you. Like even though people may look at it like, oh, this is a little step. No, this is a big step in your future. Not Mm -hmm. because podcasts, but yeah the boldness that you took to say, I am creating a podcast that will turn into an empire for my name. Amen. And not yeah. only an empire for my name, but that will encourage and give a platform to other people from yeah. this. So powerful. So I am so proud of you. And I know that God is going to continue to bless you in this avenue, that it's not just going to be a podcast. And I want you to get that out of your mind, that it would just be a podcast because yeah. it will yeah. be much, much more. greater than that. And I want you to have that open mind of wherever God takes you with this one stem because this is just a little seed. Mm-hmm. Wherever that seed grows into, be open.
open-minded to wherever God takes you, and those opportunities will surely run to you. Not walk to you, but run, run to Amen. you. And it will grow into something that you look back at this very day and say, wow, I am so happy that I took that first step. And that first step made me my first millions. That first step made me have a generation that will now look at it and have something to hold for themselves. And not only that, that I have grown businesses from this and I've met different people and I've traveled to different places because of this. So continue to have that open mind. And that's my prayer for you that God will continue. I love that. Amen. Amen. Thank you so process. much. I got a little speechless there. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but thank you. I, I appreciate it. Like that that was the plan for the podcast. And this is you know the first stem, but I, I really do have plans in my head about how I want to expand it and I'm open for change. So I really, really do appreciate so those words. Amen. Oh, and I it was so great. I'm so happy that I had you guys on this episode. I think yeah. the last thing I had to ask was just um maybe if you wanted to share your favorite um, Bible verse, one that you go to a lot um, that helps you or if you have the same one or maybe a saying for transparency. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Um, so many Bible I know. <laughs> but I will say the one that I am like dealing with in terms of my situation right now that is helping me is Deuteronomy 28 verses 1 to 14. But mm-hmm. I'll read this snippet of it and it says the Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. They will attack you mm-hmm. from one direction, but they will scatter from you in seven. The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do and will fill your storehouse with grain. The Lord your God will bless you and the land he is giving you. Amen. That is I so love beautiful. it. That was great. Amen. That is beautiful. I know. Do you want to? Ooh, girl. <laughs> the cell always has that one verse that I she know. always talks about. And I have another one too. The one um, I, okay. Yeah. So the one that is like so meaningful to me um, is, okay. Yeah. It's Romans, Romans 8, 28. It says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God Amen. and are called according to his purpose. Amen. And it's just, it's just a constant reminder. Like even when you're going through hard times, it's that God is good and he's working everything together for your good. And it's just breaking it down. It's like, um, and that are called mm-hmm. according to his purpose, knowing that you are called yes. and that you have purpose and that you have purpose. Amen. It's just, it's just so much. It's so powerful in one. And another one that um, I actually, I posted it on transparency and just a quick little synopsis of what's happening is it's um, Genesis 16 verse 13. And it's when um, everything that happened between Sarah and Abraham and Sarah asking Hagar to sleep with Abraham to have Ishmael. So now, um, but Sarah is very jealous Mm -hmm. of Hagar and Abraham's relationship. So she's casting Hagar out and mm-hmm. telling her, you need to go from mm-hmm. here. I don't want you here. Mm-hmm. Um, you're causing issues in my marriage. Like, you know, so many things. So now Hagar is in the wilderness by herself mm-hmm. in complete darkness, loneliness, despair. Um, so much. She's feeling so much guilt. She's stressed out. She's like, I just had a, you know, a baby. And now, the, now my, out. yeah, now my, now I'm getting thrown out. She's telling me to go. And the verse says, Thereafter, Hagar used another name to refer to the Lord who had spoken to her. She said to God, you are the God who sees me. Amen. And she also said, have I truly seen the one who sees me? And Mm -hmm. it's just so powerful to know that 
whatever it is you're going through that God sees you Amen. and you specifically and he hears you and he loves you and he is working everything together for your okay. good amen well, love it I I'm, wrote those down <laughs> <laughs> I, no I really do love it and I, and I love transparency I don't know if I even giving you guys um how much I've loved the whole thing and how much it's helped me I feel like I'll be in my faith walk, be more confident in my faith walk, attending your events. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you're wondering, they do send out monthly emails that are actually right on time, usually all the time for me to be like a nice, mm-hmm. um, you guys put Bible verses in there, uh, kind of get some, give some encouraging words to start off each month. That's very important right now in 2020, not knowing what each month is really going to have in store. But yeah. I love getting your your um, monthly emails as well. Definitely. You can follow, if you guys want to plug um, your Instagram pages and the transparency page and stuff like that, you can tell them your at handles. Yeah, so transparencies is at um, T R A N S P A R E N and two C's. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then with the monthly emails, we also are going to have it on our website that is dropping where you can just put your email and it shoots us your email so we can attach you to our monthly Monthly emails. emails. Yes. And I will have all their rest of their Instagram stuff in the bio as long as along with the link for their website. Yes. Oh, this has been so much fun. I know. Yeah. Thank you guys. Yes, definitely. Alright, best of luck. Best of luck in everything. Thank you guys for another episode and listening to another episode of the Be Bold Podcast. Be bold!